Shotzi Blackheart, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, live in the Diamond Studio. With me today is my co-host, confidant, friend, foe, enemy. What? Yin to my yang, yang to my yin. Is this why you gave me all these swords? You, you were expecting to fight? Is that oh, why you we're about me to, foe? We're about to fight to the death after this. Okay. Um, but anyways, who are you? Wait, what? what would, like, you, Hi, I'm you Corey com- Smith. You completely caught me off guard as soon as I'm you said Corey your Smith. own name, dude. I'm hosting. I'm Corey Smith. I'm <laughs> your host today in the Diamond Studio with me. Is my co-host Michael Vergara? Let's just have a regular ass intro for once. How are you today? I'm okay. I yeah. had a cup of coffee before I got here. I have my um, cap USTIO, which is weird because I usually get a cup of coffee as when I get to your neighborhood, but I live across the street from this Russian bakery, so I just, uh, you know, just straight up just got a coffee. Do you want the coffee? Bus. Like, yeah. Wait, do you want? Do you want proshki? No, I just I just want coffee, man. Want, you should have got me a proshki, man. Give me your voting info right now. <clears throat> No, but yeah. So like, I finished the coffee like halfway to the bus trip because it takes me thirty minutes you to get here. Chucked it at someone. No, I just like I drank all of it and then I'm just feeling jacked up. But then I have no choice but to just sit here on, in the bus. Like I'm just wasting all this this caffeine energy. And by the time I get here, I'm like halfway through that. Like like whenever like I'm jacked up, it's like one hundred percent. But now as soon as I get home, I mean get here, it's like fifty percent now. So probably it's probably you know for the best. You don't want. You don't. I don't want to go all Alex Jones on you. Might get banned, but no, you won't. I'm right here. I'm right now. But guys, if you're all jacked up on coffee and you need something to do, go check us out out on SoundCloud.com/slash/CityWrestlingRadio. Also, across other fine podcast applications, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Castbox. If you want to follow us on social media, like, share, subscribe. Um, Send us questions, man. We need to hear from you guys. We need to hear from the CWR. Anyone there? Hello. I know people are there. But they they just they're, they're being quiet. They need to. It's, oh, they're it's, shy. I think they're just like letting us perform. Like it's a very respectable crowd. You know what I mean? They're just like, no, no, you guys do your thing. They just want to be just. They're like New Japan audience members. Like the minute I do like a suplex, they'll just have a golf clap. <gasps> yeah, just like yeah. Uh, but guys, we want to hear from you. Send us send us your questions, it's comments about all of our shows. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, New Japan, whatever. Yeah. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you, or else I will suplex Corey through this table right now. Send all your questions to any any of our social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are at CWR415. That is at CWR415. Do you think anybody like who would listen to this like regularly would like would just press the 15-second skip button as soon as you start mentioning like these... these uh social media no they really love it they they're like they want to mess with them do it again no you don't have to do it again <laughs> guys social media at cwr415 thought you were smart huh doing the 15 sk- second 15 skip second button huh but no we got gotcha. you yeah itunes stitcher cast box let's extend this we're trying to be on spotify we'll be there soon i mean alex jones is still on spotify i mean which is crazy I don't know. I haven't checked up on it, but apparently it, he's still like everyone on the face of the earth has banned that asshole. But no, he's still on Spotify. I, I'm. I don't want to check on it, but you know, huh. you know, whatever. what everyone, everyone else is on Spotify too. 
apparently it's not that hard to be on Spotify. Like someone like made a made a shtick about you know how hard it is to get on Spotify. We should get on Spotify. I mean, I emailed them. I sent them all the information. Yeah, it's a whole ordeal. You here's have my to, picture. Look at me. I'm Corey. Yeah, I had to send them like who I am, like our RSS feed. They have to like review our stuff. <clears throat> I mean, what if they what if they went back to the new news show and like came back like they went to like Question. the first like the like the first few episodes not to say that those first few episodes aren't any good but uh who knows that's just like you, you like you put on spotify tomorrow it's just like city a spotify welcome city wrestling radio across it's, the on, a, it's on a banner we got it's like spotify's like we got them city wrestling radio <laughs> we signed exclusively here <laughs> we finally made it <laughs> big time em. We got City Wrestling Radio on Spotify. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. And, you it's know, a ticker tape parade and everything. Knock on wood for that. But uh, yeah, this is City Wrestling Radio. We're not, here, we're not here to talk about Spotify. and We're here to talk about cruiserweights. And cruiserweights and B-shows and NXT and a little bit of G1 for everyone. Yeah. A little G1 for everyone. But guys, we're going to start off with a little 205 Live. I was on 205 Live duty this week. 205 Live was uh, like live secu- this week. Like a, it's like being a security guard. Like, hey, it's your turn for this 205 Live duty. <sighs> All right. Let me let me go over there and get my coffee. Uh, we started out. It was August 7th, 2018. We started out with, uh, of course, like a recap of things that happened previously, but I skipped through all that because... As you should, as any wrestling show should. I mean, if you watch on a weekly, you don't need recaps. I mean, if you're one of those... Yes, watch weekly. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, I mean, people out there watch weekly. I watch everything weekly. Everything. All right, then. then. No, not everything. I miss some New Japan. I miss New Japan. No, I miss some New Japan. I know, I know, I know. Um, But, guys, it started out this week with uh, a tag team match, Lucha House Party versus Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. Wasn't really much of a match. Did they just replace, like, it, was it just that cycle of endless Lucha House Party matches with Drew Gulak and yeah. like either Jack Gallagher, yeah. but then they just replace it with yeah. Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese? Yeah, sounds about right. Boy. Uh, so the cast was still on the hand of Lince Dorado for apparently the injury he suffered from a couple weeks ago. I feel like they're just taking a page out of the Juice Robinson thing and playing off of that story. Sure, why not? I just That's, the, that's what I popped in my head. Um, I feel like Kalisto outside the WWE would be fantastic, but... So is every luchador, though. That's true. Like I can honestly see him at like a PWG show. I don't know. I don't know what's up with like, like the proof is in the pudding with Rey Mysterio being like the ultimate merchandise machine. Like why don't they, why don't they do that with any other like luchador they have? Like it is the most, it is the most like curveball thing you could possibly do with your superstars. Like you know, kids will wear the masks, wear the t-shirts. Yeah, but they have buy to be, the action. They have figure. to be good on the mic, and Kalisto isn't that great on the mic. Okay, like we always <laughs> okay, go he back. He did to- that one thing. Come on now. Woo! God damn it! Woo! Yeah. Oh shit! I it's don't know. Right. That's a. I don't know if I. Uh... Well, I'm turning off City Wrestling Radio. They're trying to blow out my ears. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but Too you know, late. It, it wasn't much. Like I said, it wasn't much of a match. Middle rope moonsault from Tony Nese to Kalisto. Um, Kalisto gets the hot tag to Lince Dorado. Uh, double golden re- rewind, which is his uh, springboard stunner to both Nice and Murphy. Uh, Murphy goes outside, uh, trips Kalisto. Kalisto gets distracted. Nice rolls up Kalisto. Kind of. Seems- nice rolls up Kalisto. Nice yeah. rolls up Kalisto. Say nice that. rolls up Kalisto. What? Nice rolls up Kalisto. Oh, it's like a childhood. Nice uh, rolls up Kalisto. It's like a jump rope. Hey, Nice rolls up Kalisto. Whoa. What happened? Nice rolls up Kalisto. Okay. Hey. But uh, yeah, Tony Nice got the pin on Kalisto. So okay. wasn't really much of a match. Next up, we have uh, Mustafa Ali in the locker room with Drake Maverick, you know, G- uh, the GM DM. DM the GM is what they're calling him now. Which I really love, actually. They've been calling him that. Really? That's the first time I heard it was this week. 
Wow. Maybe I don't pay attention that much. Yeah. I don't listen to the commentary that often. Maybe that's what it is. You just, I only listen to Nigel. You're too busy just taking notes on the match. See, I'm taking doing my notes, own. Taking notes on wrestling matches, like, I don't know about uh, you listeners. It's good. It's, uh, it's fun. Uh, it's it's not, a lot of pausing. It's not exactly the... It's it, it it makes WWE... It just makes watching wrestling just work. Yeah. No, it definitely makes a three-hour show to about a three-and-a-half-hour show. <sighs> yeah. Um, but they're in the back locker room. Ali, you know, he's been he's been giving it as all the so the storyline is here is that you know uh, Mustafa Ali's been giving it his all lately. Um, looks like that whole injury thing he had on Twitter. You mean what, the, the hospital tweet? Yeah, that was a work. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's so that quite a picture though. Yeah. So that so what they're playing is is that he's working too hard in the ring and he's over exhausting himself. And Drake Maverick knows this. Um, asks Mustafa Ali. You know, if he's going to be good to go tonight, you know, Ali says, I got this. Don't worry about it. Just let me do my thing. And yeah. I mean, where do you think this would potentially lead to? Like, you think it would just be like a losing streak for Mustafa Ali and then him turning heel? Could be. I mean, they, I don't, don't, they I don't shouldn't know. turn Mustafa Ali heel. He's like, he's one of the, he's one of the very few WWE performers who comes off as a genuinely good person. Like a charismatic baby face. He's too. Not, he's, I just don't want him to get Sami Zayn. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, like I said, him as a baby face is, comes off awesome. He's got a lot of charisma. Um, Cedric Alexander, I feel like, is, has always been a little bit meh, a little bland. I me. mean, I think Cedric Alexander is just fine. He just needs a, the perfect foil. Yeah. He's not, he's, uh, uh, what am I going to say? Uh, he, yeah, like I said, he needs a, like a perfect foil, just someone to work off of. He's not really that charismatic on his own. But then, like, he kind of doesn't have to be because he, you know, he proves it, like, in the ring, you know? like he Oh, needs... no, he's a fantastic wrestler. He's very, fa- yeah, no, I understand. Like, he's a completely fantastic wrestler, but, uh, you know, yeah, no, he doesn't have the it factor. Yeah. And I feel like to get that it factor, he needs, like, a great rival. But that's, you know. It could be Drew Gulak. I don't know, man. We'll see how that SummerSlam match is going to be. This is just the start of their I rivalry. Com- I completely doubt. I think like if they gave 11 minutes to Ali and Cedric Alexander at WrestleMania, good Lord, how long? Yeah. who God knows how long that Cruiserweight match in SummerSlam is going to be. It's probably going to be the pre-show, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, next up, we have Hideo Itami shadow boxing. It's one of those new shadow boxing promos they do on every show now. Was there like a light in the shadow? Like in the a back blue of light? Hideo yeah, Itami? yeah, yeah. Okay. Was uh, it in the back of a truck like Tommaso Ciampa? No, no. This was actually just back where in somewhere in the arena. Okay. Um, he's speaking Japanese while shadow boxing. Uh, next up was a Noam Dar vignette. I mean, it was it was all right. It was just kind of chrono- uh, going back to his his road coming back you know how he took things a little too lightly before now no he realized Ali- yeah no mention of alicia fox no no alicia fox um, <laughs> i heard there was like this rumor like it was completely untrue and i feel like i said this before but then like back when vince was booking 205 live or like when booking the cruiserweight division <sighs> he wanted noam dar to be with alicia fox because he likes the way he loves the way noam dar says alicia fox oh yeah that was the whole yeah Everyone's about <laughs> like, that right now. Like, then, you know what? That's that's completely crazy, but I totally believe it, and I also find it hilarious. So yeah, good on you, Vince. I do hope he comes out on the first episode of SmackDown on Fox and introduces the crowd. Welcome to SmackDown on Fox. Fox. Um, but yeah, we um, hit a little vignette. Like I said, chronal- uh, going back to his journey to where he is now. Uh, next up is Noam Dar versus Sean Maluda um, uh, from NXT from the Cruiserweight Classic. Of- Cruiserweight Classic fame, where he faced one Kota Ibushi in the first round. Absolutely. Lost, of and course. And one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, wait, did Kota Ibushi lose? No, he won. Yeah. He like Kota Ibushi went all the way to the semifinals That's because right. the fact that he didn't, but then like he didn't sign, so he didn't make it to the finals. Yeah, he lost a grand. No, he didn't lose to Grand Metal. He would have won. He, he would have won. won against. No, he won against. Who did Kota Ibushi lose to? TJP Cedric Alexander. Was or, it TJP? It could be TJP. No, the finals was Grand Metal League and TJP. That's right. He either lost to one of the two. He lost to Grand Metal League? That's weird. No, because Grand Metal League never fought Kota Ibushi, and that was actually one of my grieve- grievances about CWC. So that means he must have lost to TJP then. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> just thinking about but it. But just hey. thinking about it, like where would Kota Ibushi be right now? Yeah, if imagine he he'd be like in the he'd be on two hundred five live, teaming ch- with Hideo Watami probably or Akira Tozawa, and not being in the G one. He would have been jobbing out to Enzo at a certain point if he was in the first cruiserweight classic. Man, he would have been jobbing to Enzo, dude. God, thank God for Kota Ibushi staying in uh, in New Japan. Right? I mean, he do, he's not even gonna. He's still not even like with New Japan when you think about it. Like he's wrestling for them, but he he hasn't signed a contract with them. They're just using him. Wait, he hasn't signed a contract yet. He never signs a. That's like Kota Ibushi's Kota Ibushi's thing. Oh, like the reason and there's like this thing around about Kota Ibushi where he never signs contract for any big promoter because he only does he actually only does wrestling just for the love of it. And he comes from a real, and he comes from a really rich family, and that's why he has no like incentive to actually do any big money contracts whatsoever. Oh wow! And that's what makes and for and to be honest, that's probably that probably makes like Kota Bushi like one of my favorite wrestlers like ever today. I'm rich. I don't care. That's no, kind right. of an oxymoron. Ever today, he should come out to um, he should start million dollar man gimmick. That's probably what his gimmick would have been. The million dollar playboy. He would have been the finest. And, he would have gotten Kona Reeves' gimmick. Oh, actually, if, if it was if it was Kota Ibushi coming out like, saying like I have the finest jackets, the finest, it hits it. oh he would have the same he'd necklace. He'd pull it off. Like, he'd have the same necklace Kota too. Ibushi, like he'd pr- he'd probably pull it off. You That's look at I'm him saying. like yeah, he kind of he would look like he'd come from a really rich background. I just hope they went botch it and he started looking like Show and Yo. But regardless, Kota Ibushi is not in Two Hundred Five Live. No, we'll get we're to just daydreaming. Uh, Noam Dar versus Sean Maluda. Um, L- I can't even say his name. Maluda, Maluda. Going, going after Noam Dar's knee. Um, Dar fights back. It was a quick match. Eventually, um, Noam Dar hits the, let me pronounce this right, the Nova Rolla, which is a uh, running knee. Yeah. Okay. R- running knee to the face. Uh, Noam Dar gets the pin on Sean Maluda. So, you know, that was that. Next up, we have Cedric Alexander with an earlier today promo. Um, you know, earlier today we yeah, caught yeah, up with yeah, Cedric like Alexander before the show. Yeah, um, going on about you know about the whole Jack Gallagher situation from last week and Drew Gulak and how he's not surprised that he used Gulak to to beat him up. Um, and then it cut to Drew Gulak or it cut to yeah Drew Gulak on a podium, just you know kind of giving a speech about how he lost on his own free will. Yeah, it was it was dumb. I mean, it was just a back and forth. Between I'll take the two. your word for it, Corey. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're not building this matchup very well at SummerSlam because they probably like got the they probably got the call of how exactly they're being treated on the main on that show. So I was like, you know what? They're not going to put in a, any effort for this. Yeah, we're not going to put in any effort to this. Let's just move along. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but there was a, the funniest thing about this though is that he had when Drew Gulak was at the podium, he had Brian Kendrick, Brian Kendrick, and Jack Gallagher Kendrick. Uh, behind him, and Brian Kendrick just looked dead inside. He was just looking straight forward the entire time. No blinking. Probably tweaking out. Not to accuse Brian Kendrick of anything, but we call it as we see it. I mean, 
his character looks like a, a, a kind of under the L.A. bridge type of guy. <laughs> That's a good way to you describe I mean? him. Yeah, like he hangs out where where they. Uh, he uh, he doesn't want to feel how he felt that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next up, we have uh, I think it was our main event of the night, right? Sure. Um, it was, was it a forty-five minute show like they all are? Yeah. Now? Um, Mustafa Ali versus Hideo Itami. That uh, sounds like a good match. I mean, it is a good match. I feel Full like discretion, you guys. I I feel like I said this before on the show. No, you didn't say it yet. Like where I rarely ever watch both two hundred five live and NXT in the same week. So, Boo! Come on, you're the champa of CWR now. Well, I'll just wave. You're like what the champion? All right. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, yeah. So, um, just full discretion. Yeah, it's whatever. Main event. Uh, main event time. Mustafa Ali versus Hideo Tommy. Um, match started out pretty good. Uh, Ali gives it his all in the opening moments of this match. Suicide dive to the outside by Ali. Crossbody off the top ropes to the outside. Then, eventually, Ali starts kind of slowing down a little bit. He, uh, like, obviously is playing up the fact that, the, that he's, he's not well. Now, is this, like, how did he sell this? Did he, like, clutch into his head or something? No, he would, he would when he was running, he would stop and slow down and kind of kneel and just kind of look like he was out of breath. Things of that nature. Okay, because, like, when I hear that, like, it makes me feel like, are they going to do a concussion storyline? I know it. It seems like they're playing like an exhaustion thing, like a burnout. Yeah, like okay. he's burning out. Right. Um, um, Atami gives Ali a drop kick uh, to the outside of the ropes, um, into the into the ring post when get they get on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty bad. Uh, Swift kicked Ali after rolling back into the ring. Atami bleeding from the mouth at this point. Atami sets up Ali's head against the ring stairs, setting him up for a drop kick to the head. A Tommy misses. Ali hits a DDT after jumping backwards off the ropes to the outside. Pretty cool spot, actually. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what the like 205 Live is just trying to accomplish at least a, a week. Like, have at least one spot for just so you, they can, like, so Twitter accounts can make GIFs of it and for it to go viral. Well, it's like vi- the Angelico Lucha Underground uh, leap. Yeah. It's very, the- um, like, every week it's very formulaic where you have, like, one really meh like starter match then you have either a must see thing then you have like either leo rush or tjp in the middle for a quick like jobber type match and then you have like a 20 minute like main event that's incredible so was this match incredible i mean it was really good yeah um i don't think it was like five star incredible but it was good um eventually ali goes for the 054 splash and then starts to lose balance off the top rope physically cannot stand on the top uh, on the top ropes anymore. Ateo knocks him off the ropes. Three drop kicks to Ali. And then Atami gets the pin. Not even hitting the GTS on on uh, Mustafa Ali. Does he ever... Does Hideo Tommy actually... like Do the regu- GTS anymore? Regularly do the GTS at this point? Uh... It's too, I don't know, it's, it's I too spotty remember. to remember because, you know, it's Hideo Tommy. The dude hasn't, like... He yeah. has been lighting the world on fire. Um, but after the match, uh, Ali tries to walk out on his own free will, but can't. Drake Maverick runs down to help him out. Um, well, for there walking. you go. So, yeah. So, Ali, not well, kayfabe-wise. He's all right, real life. I mean, hopefully. I mean, my, he might might have been in surgery for something. He might have been getting an ingrown toenail or something. But but that was 205 Live. Would I go out of my way to watch 205 Live? If I was a hardcore wrestling fan, yeah, of course, because I mean, what else are you going to do? But if you're just the casual fan looking to, if you really need, think you need to watch it, you don't. Um, but yeah. 
Yeah, you could just listen to us instead. Yeah, exactly. And then you get the best of like three or four shows all in one. Because that was 205 Live, and now... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. The roar that. of the crowd, stomp your feet to I'm the ground. Let, I'm just going to let you have your moment with that wrong thing. I'm taking it back with my wood, giving it... No, I won't do it. I won't annoy you guys like that. But um, NXT this week was pretty good. Um, NXT, uh, yeah. Started out with a recap of Tommaso Ciampa winning the... I took I, notes on this. I know, you were looking for your notes. I just wanted... I have I was, my notes I was now. Give the I notes. was like, hey, wait, hey, 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 I was going to give notes on the, on the recap. Yes. But yes, NXT. I was thinking about 205 Live for a second, but it's NXT, the August 9th, the 2018. Where were they? They were in Full Sail University, <laughs> like always. <laughs> hey, sometimes they change arenas, but then they don't normally like... Not anymore. Uh, they were, like for a moment, they were really like... like they, having, they wanted to just go and travel around, bring the yeah. show, but now they realized, nah, screw that. Yeah. Full Sail uh, as a As a Corey rudely recapped before when he was going through his notes we got a recap of black versus champa for the nxt title culminating with champa becoming champion that it also sadistic black heart he's a vile creature Corey. it also touches upon alistair black hitting gargano with the black mass due to his involvement in the match it also announces black gargano match later tonight regardless of that we start with amber nova with her sweaty crazy looking abs and hat who apparently calls herself nova because of her chevy nova she likes cars yeah room, room. that's her gimmick uh, she faces Nikki Cross, uh, who's uh, a hey, huge pop. Who's still there, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we start off with a caller. We're, we're coming up to SummerSlam, so yeah. she can get called up soon. Maybe the day after SummerSlam. You yeah. Know. Especially if Carmella still holds on to that title. She can come out saying, who's next? And then Nikki Cross can lose to her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Collar and elbow tie-up starts the match. Uh, arm drag by Cross. Belly to back suplex by, suplex by Cross. Amber Nova drives Cross headfirst to the turnbuckle until full mount ground full mount ground and pound. Cross does ground her, and pound. That's what it was. No, I know. That's I know. what Morrow said. Uh, Cross does her rushing offense into her own ground and pound as she yells and stuff. Uh, diving cross body to Nova and hits her with a twisting fisherman neckbreaker, aka the purge for the pin. Is it the purge or the over purge? It's the purge. Okay, I thought it was the over. I thought you said over purge. No. Okay. No, I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah, so Nikki Cross with a W. She uh, cackles while she you know, slaps her face, does the thing. Amber Nova looked good. Amber Nova looks crazy. Dude. No, I mean like, like... Her abs look... Oh, yeah. she looked, She's very thin. It's like she got like an oil spray and then she just... All over it. Yeah. Just like... Just for the illusion that she worked up a sweat. Like, I feel like... Like she wanted to be like she wanted to do her best Samoa Joe, like who always just looks sweaty twenty four seven. So do you think walking inside, like crossing the street? Do you think Amber Nova is a performance center gal, or do you think she is? She like wrestled like an she, independent she, scene. Yeah, she wrestled on the independent scene. I think she was on Impact for okay. like a couple months. But yeah, uh, oh nice. She so she, she can actually be making strides to come on to NXT. Yeah, like Full-time. she could, you know, she could be among the next wave of people who get who get pushed. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, she yeah. seemed she seemed good in the ring. Not yeah. bad, at, or not bad at least. Yeah, uh, Keith Lee video package. Like you ever notice, like when like he narrates his own video package, like it's kind of like a double, like a double, like what do you call it, track where he says it in one, in one track, he says it in one tone, and the next track he says it on another like oh no i didn't know, i didn't notice that it's yeah look check it out it's i'll, I'll that's, rewatch that's it. all i can really say about that i did like that line he did say where he where he said 
Where he said, like, just look at yesterday and aim to be better than that. Yeah. So uh, I was like, really? I was like, I'm going to get that tattooed on my arm just to remind me. With a picture of Keith Lee on it, just smiling. <laughs> just bask in my glory. So yeah, as uh, Corey mentioned, uh, he tells the viewer to aim to be better every single day and invites you to bask in his glory. I'm sure he'll do good in NXT, but uh, I give him like three weeks before he pins. He gets pinned or joins Titus Worldwide in the main roster. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. Say uh, yes. What's the what's next match? Well, um, I wish it was. I wish I could say it was a match. What are you talking about? We get Ricochet's music. Yes, Ricochet. It's, but a match. it's Adam Cole who enters from the darkness, what? and then the what lights happened? beam up, and are you they see a team Re- now? And then no, you see. Did he you, join Undisputed Era? You see the lights beam up, and you see Ricochet on the ground, which <gasps> I thought was like a really good illusion. It was pretty like good. it just came out of nowhere. Like oh no, oh no. But uh, yeah, Adam Cole says he doesn't hide behind anybody, even though he <laughs> kind of just did. He's behind three and other he guys. Was, he was behind Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says he will mangle him in Brooklyn and still be North American champion. And I guess it's, that's it for Ricochet tonight. But they do get we do get a confirmation that Ricochet, Adam Cole for the North American title at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Nice, nice. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a good match. Let's hope it's a match. It, you know, what do you mean? Because... I mean, given granted how like this show and like how like the fa- the fallout after this show. Oh, has it's been gonna going. be it's gonna be a match. It's gonna be a match. Okay, I think it'll so. be good. It'll be good. Uh, uh, sources told me. Um, no. no, 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 it's okay. We don't have to. We don't. Okay, have to fine. Anything. We won't get into my sources. Never mind. Yeah, no. Let's save that for the new news show. Anyways, yes. Uh, we get a Vanessa Bourne interview, like those hallway interviews. What? And, what like, do you she's, want? Yeah. Uh, see, she says she doesn't want to deprive the world from the vision which I'm assuming is her vision, not the superhero, as she faces Tainara Conchi for the final spot of the Mae Young Classic. And she tells the interviewer to go away as she gets ready in her match in a hallway where she basically is just in her gear, just standing there. Just stretching. Yeah. In the middle of the hallway. Yeah. I mean, you need to stretch somewhere. Maybe all the other rooms were uh, being used for performance (coughs) center classes. You know, like this is how you do, you go. Okay, so for to prepare for like you just see like uh, Albert just like in order to prepare for your match, you have to be looking vacantly in a hallway, stretching and ambiguously shadow boxing, and just wait for an interviewer to interview you. And whether you're face or heel, if you're a heel, you just don't do the interview, and when you're face, do the interview. That's actually one of the biggest reasons I want to do the NXT tour is because you get to sit in on one. They're of the not going to like show you that. No, you get to sit in on one of the classes. Really? Yeah. That's why I'm like You're really just like curious. auditing a class? I'm like, holy crap. All right. Uh, how do I become mm. a heel? How do I become a face? Mm. Um, wow, that's uh, that's quite behind the curtain of them yeah, to do that. It's very, it, it, yeah, and then you do a whole like intro with everybody. I mean, just like since there are so many people who want to be behind the curtain, might as well just give it. If if they find a market for it, I'm sure they'll let they'll do it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So um, Adrian Jaoud, I think hey, that's how I'm yeah, pronouncing Bra- it. Yeah, Brazilian, uh, Brazilian-born superstar, one of the... F- First, I think. Uh, yeah, her NXT. and him and Tainara Conchi. Yeah. Uh, looking like Tommaso Ciampa and, Ra- and Ryu from Street Fighter Cosplay. <laughs> That's exactly what I... Faces Cassius Ono. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, Adrian's... Uh, this match starts with Adrian showing off some of his capoeira because Brazil. Kind of thought it was going to be a jobber match when that when that started. Oh, I, no. This was actually like a, a, oh, a 60-40 match, surprisingly. Right. But I, when I... Um, when that when he was doing his capoeira, you know, like um, stance, mm-hmm. I thought Cash Zone was going to hit him with the elbow, and that was yeah. Gonna be he it. Um, it, he used it effectively. Adrian does a waist lock takedown to Ono. Um, excuse me. Uh, ono kicks Adrian in the face, following up with a running senton. Ono working heel in this match as he stares down, stares at a down to Adrian, like smacking him in the face, looking like all pouty. Surprisingly, do you think so? I thought so. That's how oh. I saw it. 
Uh, Adrian then takes him down with a power slam. Adrian then eats a lariat, and then a dream catcher as Ono pins him for the win. Ono looking angrier than usual, as I wrote down. I did like here. NXT tonight because it did you would, or last night because you had Adrian Jowd and Jowd and uh, it's a two. Well, it's two syllables. What sir. was the other girl's name? Amber Nova, and they both seem like people that could be the future of NXT. Not the not. I mean, I was gonna say like they're the future of NXT, like in the main card. Like, ooh, I don't know. Well, you don't know. Future. I mean, they are they are both up and coming wrestlers. You yeah, know, let's yeah with I, training I, and the right tutelage. You know, you know, you know. Anyone. You never you never know. Like six months ago, I would have just looked at Oni Lord Khan and just like, huh. Yeah, exactly. Huh. But now look at him and Mister injured, and but Daniel oh, cool. Birchall. Daniel Birchall. Daniel Anthony Birchall. You get here right now. Uh, where am I now? So uh, yeah. And that was a match. Why are you so excited right now? Is it because the Velveteen Dream Experience is happening? Ow! Yes. Oh uh, my God! They this dubbed is... this an unconventional summit, which I like. <laughs> I like that. I love the, how that's the, they describe just a vignette between two yeah. like, guys meeting each other. And okay, question: Was this filmed at the apartment complex where all the NXT superstars live, or was this filmed at Cena's house? Is there? A, is there an apartment complex where all the NXT superstars live? I don't like it's know. like a dorm or something? That's what I've heard, but I can't say for sure. I've just heard, you know, it, that's way too extravagant. Yeah. for an apartment complex. But then I also thought, NXT but superstars. I wrote down is this Cena's house because it looked it, really nice. That could have been Cena's house. <laughs> it's like okay, you can John, are you there? Well, first of all, it wouldn't be Vince asking John. It would be like Triple A. Hey, uh, John, uh, can we do give you a favor right now? Can we just film in your backyard? <laughs> um, you have to sign a contract. Uh, it's a shoot uh, for a state. Uh, if, you've che- if you've cheated on me within, let's say something happens, you must vacate the premises within 48 hours yeah. and uh, sign this list. But uh, sure, you can do it. Uh, 80s, 80s synth music, ahoy, as we see EC3 approach T, uh, EC3 approach Velveteen Dream poolside. Like they were acting like they were best friends. It was, re- it was really weird. It looked first. like the beginning of a porno. Let's be real. <laughs> it really did, yeah. Like, you know, with the poolside like, hey, and everything. What's going on? You know what I need. Well, you're the top one percent. You have like you? a le- you have legal documentation you're at the, the beginning one, of it saying twenty one plus content warning and just like some wings like Yeah, exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Listener, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna spell it out for you. Uh Velveteen <laughs> Velveteen Dream asks him to take a walk in which E C three obliges. Uh E C three says this is bigger than both of them, where the purple rainmaker faces the golden god. I'm gonna and beat you up, or he's like, "We're gonna fight," right? That's just every wrestling. I know, but he's like, "We're gonna fight." Uh, Velveteen Dream says he feels disrespected, but he drops his sunglasses. Well, first, uh, EC3. You know, I he, probably missed something because like EC3, I was too entranced in like the video, so I probably experience. missed the experience. Um, EC3 was a little worried yes. about being pushed into the pool earlier. He's like, "Whoa, don't push me in the yes, pool!" But yes, he said, "Oh, you're the that. you're the top one percent. I wouldn't I wouldn't treat you like that. Yeah, you you're, you deserve better." That's when it felt like a porno. <laughs> So, um, yeah. A pornography, uh, they say. Uh, yeah, Dream drops the sunglasses. EC3 offers him to pick them up. But <laughs> <laughs> Let me pick those up for you. <laughs> no, he picks them up, and then he just, like, but then, like, he show like, but from the behind. And so he just, like, <sighs> picks them up real slowly. Yeah, I mean. They should have gone all the way with it. <laughs> like, that's, they might as well, like, the WWE audience. Full on just, porno. I mean, I would have watched it. You would have watched a porno between EC3 and TV. Hell yeah, man. Those two just extravagant, Just out of sheer man. curiosity, like, man, Dude, these guys are just not doing a good job. EC- I am disappointed in yeah. this. EC3's probably a visceral lover. 
visceral lover. That's what you want out of a lover, just being the most... Oh, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I want. I'm just saying that's what I see in EC3. To each their own, you know? Um, but anyways, what else happened after so, that? So, yeah, drops the sunglasses, and then EC3 offers to pick them up, and Dream was about to push EC3, but EC3 counters it with a fireman's carry and well, puts the, the him down one, to the pool. In the top 1%. Yes, with the top 1%. Well, it wasn't a top I 1%. I think it was... Yeah, it was, it was, just, it was pretty much just like an attitude adjustment into the pool. I thought because, it was more like a because like if it's F5. a one percent, he would have to he would have to do like the. Uh, it was a cutter. modified, yeah, yeah. He'd it, have to do the because he cutter. was off to the side, but yeah. But um, I mean, you seemed really excited about this, but I thought of this was a bit of a letdown, you know. Like, oh, we I have, just, I love the I love comedy like, comedy wrestling. I wasn't expecting like you know the production levels of like an ultimate deletion, but I was. It <laughs> what wasn't do you mean? As, production levels of the ultimate deletion. Yeah, like the, the one the one where like. Okay. Yeah, with uh, Wyatt and Hardy. Okay. Like yeah. something I wasn't expecting something of that level, but considering both of these guys are like such cartoon characters, yeah, in their own right, I was expecting a little bit more creativity rather than just two guys meeting and then one ending up like in a. Oh, pool. Y- okay, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll meet you on the half halfway part. I f- it, what how they executed it was great. I mean, the way they executed it was just like these guys are just meeting poolside with like a Gaussian white blur on the mm-hmm. just to make sure it's all dreamlike. But no, it's just somewhere in Orlando. It's just somewhere in Florida. I thought they were gonna mansion. meet. I thought they were gonna meet in front of a green screen or something like that. I just it. I mean, because last it, week we found out Velveteen Dream has supernatural powers. That's what I expected. I thought I honestly thought like it wasn't like a poolside backyard mansion. I just thought it was just going to be like this purple room with smoke. And I just maybe and I felt like that would have been a way more like effective mm-hmm. considering how quote unquote weird they or extravagant they want T, uh, Velveteen Dream to be. Yeah. Like yeah. when he first appeared, like people just got confused. Like, what is this? A, a prince gimmick? And it kind of is. Well, the yeah, more the more established he's become because he was coming at yeah, but it's before it was fully developed. The yeah, Velveteen Dream and idea. people just got and more he was still used to out it. As Patrick Clark, the Velveteen Dream. But then he, um, but then he also pulled some shit like entering his Hulk Hogan. So you don't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's brush ourselves. Oh, off. and then oh, at, yep. and at the end of that, he, he he like he falls in the water and Velveteen Dream's like acting like he's drowning. You hear EC three. He's like, dude, it's only three feet. Hey, dude, you get pushed down like head first in a three feet deep pool. I'd be panicking. Like, I'd be scared. Like, if I'd like get my head into the ground like that. <laughs> He's like, nerd. Come on. What are you doing down there? <laughs> Gasping it's, for air. That's shallow water. You don't want to. <laughs> nerd. You, you could break something. You could break your head. Yeah. I felt bad for Dream in his dreamland. In his own dreamland. <laughs> that disrespect. John Cena's backyard. Hey, what are you guys doing in the pool? Um, hey, make I, sure. Hey, make I sure you, you didn't eat. Make sure you didn't have anything to eat before you enter the pool. Just make sure your dog doesn't bite him and or nip him or whatever. Okay, Mister Cena. He's like the old, like he's the WWE dad, but he's not really a dad. He's like the uh, what was Dennis the Menace's um, neighbor? Oh no, dude, that's like Mister Old White Man. That's like a thirty. That's like something only thirty year olds know nowadays. Oh, <laughs> don't. Whatever, I'm old. I get I it. I know, I know. Uh, so after that segment. You can call it that. Uh, Marcel, Bart- Marcel Bartel. That's a good name. For, formerly known as Axel. If you think that's a good name, for, he's also formerly known as Axel Dieter Jr. Axel Dieter Jr. He comes out to Walter's theme. Walter's theme. Was AKA, that Walter's theme? It, yeah, it, that currently is Walter's theme, a.k.a. It, it's like the German National. Forax Symphony Number no. 9. I looked this up. I okay. did my homework. Yeah. And is I like it the German National Anthem or something? No, like it's just a German, like... Sym- symphony music it's cool though okay yeah you've listened you've heard it. i you've heard, heard the song yeah. you've heard of walter right yeah i've seen walter yeah, yeah. live oh man how is he like how is he how barrel chested oh, is he it, it's pretty damn big yeah i was gonna get a picture with him but i held back 
I, he seems like a really nice guy. I don't think he speaks that well uh, of English. I can see him. I mean, he's he's gonna be in a WWE. And so oh yeah, I feel like at, that's the thing. I feel like everybody's gonna end up in WWE eventually now. Mm-hmm. So considering like how like much money they got from that cable deal, oh, and yeah. now like and now that they want to just choke the indies, and, and there, there's a threat approaching. And like I I I hear Ninja like Man. I hear that thing that threat. Like, I'll, you know, let me go on a tangent here. When I hear that, like, oh, WWE is just choking the indies for all it's worth. Like, the indies will move on. I feel like the indies will just keep well, indies going. indies always have to move on. Yeah, they will always have to move. If you're in the indie scene and you're putting all your eggs in one basket on one guy, then I don't think you have any right to be in the indies industry because they... Yeah. What... I feel like the perp, this general purpose for indies is to create a platform for people who just have have no other platform. Mm-hmm. So once you and say to own like, their own their craft too, you know. to, yeah, to hone their craft and like psychology. But then like if they sign like a young bucks and they sign like Kenny Omega or they sign like ev- pretty much everybody who's going all in, yeah, like the indie scene, if they're doing it properly, they can make more of those people. Like, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You, we're we're gonna we're gonna see the next Seth Rollins. We're gonna see the next Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Like it's all in a matter of how you just you know treat your workers and and see if anybody's stepping up to the plate. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a detour. Yeah, in my opinion. But but Marcel Bartel versus uh, the debuting. Keith Lee. In my glory, not he singing his song. Basking in his glory. Yeah, his theme doesn't contain him rapping over it or referencing Rodney King. Therefore, it's super inferior. Uh yeah, Keith Lee hits Bartel with a with a left forearm. I will say I I want to thank this this show tonight was pretty cool because it, I want to thank the two guys that got me into indie wrestling or my because my first indie show that was that Evolve show in San Antonio and it was Keith Lee versus Chris Hero that night. It was Good Chris, Lord! It was Chris Hero's one of his last two matches yeah. before he went to WWE or, NXT, or came well, back, back to NXT, came back came back to NXT. So so uh, man. Yeah, that's quite a match. That's quite a match. The ring broke, literally. Uh No, I heard a few times. Anyways, Uh, Bartel with a double throat thrust and a European uppercut. Lee does an impressive leapfrog and dropkick to a great pop because you know he's big and fat, but he does Rey Mysterio shit. Hey, bask in his glory, man. Yeah, Uh, Rey Mysterio shit. Uh, Bartel's thing apparently is yelling nine after every move as he stomps on Lee on the corner. Uh, double hand chop across the chest from Lee. Bartel tries to snap new suplex to no avail. Lee pounces Bartel across the ring. Like, I will, I will it, say it was it. like a football, like a football tackle. It, it, that didn't look so good. I think because like Bartel was only like less than halfway through to the ropes. If he yeah. was like, let's say, if he was, if there was some distance between him and the ropes, right, he could sell it better. Yeah, maybe. So I thought it was kind of a blown spot. It didn't look that bad to me. Uh, after that, he, Lee hits the jackhammer, which is. It's like it's not exactly jackhammer. It's just pretty much a well, fireman. It's, it's not like a Goldberg jackhammer. Yeah, no. It's a fireman's carry into a power slam for the pin and the win. I thought this was a great debut for Lee, but I, I just like a uh, just one. like Amber Nova. I see great things for Bartel in the future. Like Marcel he's, Bartel. He's, yeah, Marcel Bartel. He's a he's a very young guy. He's six three. Hey, he looks he looked good. He looks good. Athletic. I see. I can see him getting a you know a certain push. Be he'd be great cannon fodder for Roman. <laughs> But yeah. then again, so is Keith Lee. Right. Um, <laughs> call me cynic. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, Keith Lee, basking yeah. his glory. Uh, we'll see what's next for him. You think he'll... I can see him getting a title match as soon as uh, the TakeOver for Survivor Series. War Games? Yeah, War Games. No. no. Now that you said War Games, like I, 
No. No, no, no. You see, like, once you say that, and once I think about it for more than five seconds, they have a pic- They have a picture in mind for what's the... Yeah, but Keith Lee, maybe WrestleMania weekend? I mean, we'll get to the title picture. Yeah. Seriously. Next up. We got Vanessa Bourne versus Tainara Concha. Well, Actually, no, before you, that. You missed a yeah, Street, yeah, Street Profits vignette where they meet the Mighty next week. And you and know they were filming in front of the, that. They were filming in front of uh, ATM. An ATM. I don't because Because money? Because it was at the moment. or It was something they, they were like, yeah, at the moment with the Street Profits. But the Street Talk with the Street Profits. Okay. Oh, yeah. They just didn't have I mean, the rest of the film. But they were like, what do we do? I mean, I like the Street Profits. Yeah. They took something. It, it was the, I'll be honest. The vignette was a little annoying. I, there was a point where I, just, I was like, okay, let's fast forward through this. Because mm. it, it was just them going back and forth, kind of acting silly. It's what it's to promote the match. No, I know. Yeah. Against TMC, or the Mighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanessa Bourne versus Tainara Conchi. Tainara Conchi, as we mentioned earlier, is the first Brazilian female signed with the WWE and has a black belt in judo. Yeah, she was holding the, the belt up like it was a championship belt. Yeah, I mean, it's, point. Hey, it's a black belt. Come on. You're right. Girl. Uh, they got oh, they were super getting over like putting that over like the fact that she's like a like a, a black belt in like judoka because you know who else is into judo? Who? Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, yeah. Her her judo take or judo takeover or her throws didn't look as good as Rousey's for sure. I mean, because Rousey like has it's a shoot background and like you you can tell like yeah, you can no, tell that she was just doing it for real and she's keeping it real yeah. and that can go wrong real fast as we can see with Alicia Fox. I want to know the status of Alicia Fox. Like I hope her shoulders okay. Well, let's I'll tweet her later. Okay. I'll yeah, ask her. you do that. But uh so yeah, uh Vanessa Bourne versus Tanara Conchi. He's doing it right now. Uh, they both scramble for a position. Judo throw by Conchi. Jackknife, co- jackknife cover by Bourne. Float over to lateral press by Conchi. Conchi slams Bourne into the mat for the pin and the win. Yeah, it was pretty much a slam. And I like, apparently that's her finishing move, I guess. Oh, it's like that front slam. That yeah, forward, it's, yeah. Like, it's like Bo Dallas's old move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and with that, Conchi gains a spot in the May Young Classic. It was a match. Yeah, it was a match. It was a match. That's all I'm going to say about Tainara that. Tainara Conchi, uh, she looked pretty good. I mean, Tainara Conchi looks good. Yeah, she's cute, she's, too. I mean, like, she kind of looks like Kendall Jenner or one of the Gen- Jenner sisters. She looks very young. I think because she, she probably is. But like, she, I can see, I honestly, I can see. But like, what I'm saying is, like, you have people, like, uh, out in there, like, um, Tessa Blanchard, who's, like, 22, but she looks like, she looks a little older because she's so athletically gifted Tainara Conchi also because she, she looks she, cause, very, also because Tessa Blanchard kind of has a dude jaw oh, whatever Conchi <laughs> um, <laughs> um, she just she looks very young and she she doesn't look as like still looks good uh, don't get me wrong yeah, listener. yeah athletic but not as you know athletic I would, I would say as Tessa Blanchard so she looks still relatively young I, well, I, I hey, always, you know what you, I always see people who you are say more that? athletic look older you say that you say that uh, then that you say that Tain Arconchi is in the right place. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, but I, I can definitely see her getting called up sooner rather than later. I mean, for God's sake, she was in the May uh, last the, year's May Young Classic. No, well, yeah, yeah. Was she? Yeah. I admittedly like I didn't. I'm gonna fall. I, I I promise myself I'm gonna follow more May Young Classic. Oh, yeah, right I feel bad. Like uh, to a point where I just kind of like, oh, mate, I should have watched the May Young Classic last year. I just didn't have time. It was a bu- it was I a d- busy. I, 
I had to skip through some stuff because they mm-hmm. it was just getting backed up too much. Because what they were doing last year is they were putting it out in like blocks. Remember where they were they issue like four, four episodes at a time. Yeah, and then I would try to watch all four episodes in a week plus Raw plus Mac. Binging plus is not good. Like you, I, you, you shouldn't like make your audience binge watch no. binge wrestling. That's why I'm glad this year they're doing one one each week. Yeah. Um. um so that's why it'll be on the B show this year. <laughs> Oh boy! Because last year we didn't have a podcast to talk about. So when is the Mayhem Classic two again? Uh, September fifth, I think it starts. That's not far. That's two. Hey, that's two days before the release date for Spider Man two, Spider Man one on PS four. There we go. I say Spider Man one. Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano, our main event. Lightning fast back and forth. Tope Suicida from Gargano. Tope Suicida. Thank you, Morrow. Black counters a spring shot sling. I think yeah, that's what you call it. Ooh, no, I made a typo in my... Black counters a, counters a spring shot sling by kneeing. See, like, when I say by, it just says B-E. And so it just says B-kneeing. B-kneeing. Like, that's, you know, always, always spell that's check. That's wrong. Always proofread, people, or else you'll mess up your podcast. Or don't type really fast while you're high, because that happens to me a lot, and I'll just, like, type. I'll be like, I didn't write that word. What? I didn't write that. Okay, sling by kneeing Gargano in the face. Tommaso Ciampa then throws Gargano out of the ring for the DQ. Ciampa then attacks Black, and then they all fight. Crowd chance, triple threat, and then William Regal appears, and he says, looked You good. want a triple threat? William Regal. He looked good relatively than the weeks before. Oh, yeah. It's like... He they, looked a lot healthier. He gained weight. Yes. In, in the good kind. Yes. Well, he yes. looks less emaciated and pale. Yes. So, yeah. So, he said, you want a triple threat? You get a triple threat. And you get a triple threat. We're going to war games. So, NXT. Yep. No. Wait, what? No, no, never mind. They're going to Brooklyn. No. You're so, going to Brooklyn. So, yeah, that goes off the air. But if you're keeping your fingers on the social media, you saw yeah. at WWE post on Twitter that they found, they got footage of a bunch of NXT. Okay. The thing is, a bunch of NXT performers are outside full sale, right? Yeah. And so the, there's this cameraman live report, like this unnamed cameraman with a phone, presumably. He's just going through like the front lobby it's of full sale. It's not Triple H. Hey, like, guys, you, I'm going to feel this you real hear, No, but you hear like this like sad, like there's like this 20-something-year-old intern, probably, where he's just going through his camera phone. It's like, guys, what's going on? Guys, what's going on? Hey, Luda. Yeah, and no, he runs in. No, first he like he runs into like a variety of like NXT superstars who are just hanging out outside. Like you see Kona Reeves like FaceTiming with somebody. He's saying, "I'm the finest," and it's like, <laughs> "Get that camera off of me!" Can't you see I'm on a phone call? And then you see Ricochet like going into his car. He's just like, he was kind of selling the uh, Adam Cole beatdowns. Like I don't know, man. I'm just waiting for my driver. Like what's going on? What's going on? And then you see the very lovely heavy machinery. Yeah. Going o- going over going like walking towards it's no, oh. no they, these heavy machinery just seems to be like these two guys who just run into every angle every main event angle possible like they run into John, uh, Johnny Gargano waiting for Tommaso Ciampa yeah and then they run into well that's the only example I can think of but they just run into <laughs> a lot of things and so you see uh, heavy machinery like going to going towards a very panicky William Regal saying somebody get some help over here. And what what do we see? An unconscious Alistair Black wearing camo shorts, which yeah. kind of destroyed the illusion. Um, <laughs> He's like got his vest and camo yeah. shorts on. And then you hear Otis Dozovich like, "What's going on? Are you okay, Allie? Allie? Allie?" <laughs> which is a uh, fan, which is fantastic. Otis Dozovich never change. You national treasure, you. So yeah. Um, and so with the, that, they apparently, William, and apparently, like not. 
like I want to say like an hour ago, as soon as an hour ago, William Regal posted a video or WWE posted a video of William Regal outside saying, of the hospital. Wasn't it outside? Yeah, of hospital? It was outside I didn't hospital. know. Like I didn't watch the video, but then like I just saw the. Yeah. Post of what it is. I didn't watch the video. And it's I, um and it's gonna be a last man standing match between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, which I'm not a big fan of Gargano's taking that title. Well, yeah, maybe. But then I'm not a big fan of just immediately hot shotting the title match between those two. I feel like they should have added someone into it. They probably will. I, I you know I what? Know, no, they won't so. no, no, now not I mean now, point, no, no, not at this point, no. Uh Yesterday, when I found out when I found out through the video, I thought they would. But like, honestly, like, how cool would it be for Adam Cole to be on that? No, he's already in a match. Um, but then there's also these rumors that like Ricochet is also injured. Yeah, but we don't know. Yeah, we we don't like know. we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see what um, we're gonna see. But, but that the whole video thing with Alistair Black on the ground, they did. Uh, there was speculation. Shorts. There was speculation of what undisputed era driving away, kind of like laughing or something like that. So like that's what I was thinking. Like maybe like. The way they shot this video, like, the way the intern shot the video, like, he was just deliberately, like, it was very controlled, mm-hmm. like, very scripted, of course. Yeah. And then, course. like, he kind of, like, left this, like, blank space where I didn't want to overanalyze it, but it's definitely, like, something to look at and maybe see, yeah. like, what is there. Which, you know what? I'm a really big fan of, like, have the audience, like, try to figure out, like, little things in that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. I think WWE should do more of, like, put, you know, actual put... It's like history. when Chris Jericho comes back every time. He always puts clues in something. Somehow. Yeah, you know that's a great way to work fans and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, NXT Takeover Brooklyn, Tommaso Champers, and uh, Garganos, Gar- Garganers, Garganers and Champers, Champers and Garganers. I'm going to say Champa wins that. We'll see. We'll see next week on the prediction edition. I, yeah, my mind can change next week. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. We still have a go home show. We got to get through. Yeah. Um, that was uh, NXT and the two hundred five live. Let's uh, yeah. let's go all the way to the far east where I got my plane ticket. That's a thirteen G1. hour. I'm on my way and I'm making it. Oh G one. So much, so much larger than life, Corey. Congratulations to a friend of the show, though um, Juan Ortiz, who. Um, his one of his designs got picked up by uh, David Finley. They've been using it for this whole C block. I don't know if you've seen that logo. He made he's he created a logo for the C, uh, for the yeah, C if block. You, if you go on David Finley's uh, Twitter page, he posted on his on his top of his profile. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, so it's been it's the the unofficial official logo oh of the C block. David now. Finley though, that's like I used to rag on Cassius Ono for having the worst look in all of wrestling, but David Finley's getting there, man. Yeah, he doesn't look that great. Uh, but G one the past couple weeks. But hey, thank you, David Finley, for giving Juan, Juan Ortiz a yeah. And I think uh, his name is Juan Ortiz, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And good. also, uh, what do you call it? Um, who are the announcers? Kevin Kelly. Is it Kevin Kelly or who's the other one? Yeah, I think uh, it's Kevin Kelly who liked his. I uh, love how like I saw that video too. Because oh, he's the one that talked about C Block, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so yeah. like I saw, I love the. I saw a little bit of the video, and then like it just the establishing shot is just like the Tokyo Dome, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see Kevin Kelly. I am now live here. That is not the site of the C Block Finals. Of yeah, the, yeah, Outside the Tokyo Dome, that is not the site of the. I C think Block it, finals. I think that's what they were using it for. Was the the conference today, right? The quote unquote the unofficial the non official official C block conference or whatever yeah yeah so I think Kevin Kelly was using it for that I think Can't it was a sure. yeah that's yeah. a thing it's funny man C block like. is a thing but um, that's not what we're here to talk about we're talking about the A block and the B block full discretion I have not seen seen a single second of the A block <laughs> uh no wow really not at all. Eh, a little bit. I used to like. I used to watch like in the beginning of the G one, um, the A block. I just wanted. I wanted to follow Jay White. Yeah. But then his match got a little 
just like his matches just got a little more tam like tamatonga e for my taste meaning yeah, like yeah. super overbooked yeah, heelish absolutely. stuff and as soon as i realized like jay white's doing that i'm just like man this could have been a real this could have been a real chance to see how jay white is you know can really show up in the ring but he hasn't been doing that and michael elgin's in that block and fuck him and okada that dude he's wrestling he's wrestling as he should like as his character would, which is just being weird, yeah, yeah just yeah, kind of yeah. holding back. He's going through like an existential crisis slash LSD trip with the red hair and the balloons. And I like uh, his, I like his new theme though; it's pretty awesome. It's it's it just be, it, it's more it's 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 telling though. You know what I mean? Like when you see when you like completely change, it's like it's like Naito, it's like Naito wrestling in a shirt. It kind of just telegraphs that you're getting this Kazuchika Okada. This certain version of Kazuchika Okada that you want, that you don't want, and you want the one that you pro you 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 know established that you was your guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So what uh what matches has really stood out for you uh, this past past week? Oh man, it's since it's like since this past week, uh, I really really loved the Toriyanu. Um, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. That match. was pretty awesome. I just loved ever. I just loved Toriyama. That was a pretty awesome match because beforehand you had you know uh, Kenny Omega coming down to help Kota Ibushi being attacked by, which was also a surprisingly good match. Like it's it's hands down Tamatanga uh, Kota Ibushi versus Tamatanga. It was easily Tamatanga's best G1 yeah. match because for the first five minutes it was actually a legit match. Yeah. And then Tangaloa came, and but then you got that uh, moonsault, that picture perfect moonsault, mm-hmm. and then and, like I feel I, w- I might be overthinking this, but then like when Kotobushi high fived a person in the crowd and then does the moonsault. I thought that was just kind of a jab at like Tamatonga being an abusive asshole to yeah. that one fan, which, which I don't know whether or not I made this clear or not. I just think Tamatonga is just a try hard, like such a super try hard. Like right. he's not, he's never, he's never going to be. And we'll talk tam- more about Tama on the new show for sure. Yes, but. yes, yes. But you know, since he's, since he's performing, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about it. Yeah. But then like, yeah, he tries too hard. He overcompensates the fact that of being a heel is like, oh, him littering on the streets and him, you know, insulting right. veterans and all this stuff and have him relying on overbooked mm-hmm. uh, heelish stuff that you don't expect out of G1 because, like, he's his, him, like, he is. I think the thing that they're trying to go with for Tamatanga is him de- delegitimizing the G1. Because yeah. you see this, because it's been established by New Japan that G1 is this the purest of the pure of puro wrestle, and to see who is, in fact, the great one. That's why it's called G1, great one. Yeah. And so with Tamatanga, just not even cutting corners anymore for the W because the fact that like he doesn't win shit anymore, he's just there to you know, bring chaos. Yeah, yeah. No but pun that, intended. That was the original um, plan of the Bullet Club, man, you know, uh, mm. of Prince Devitt, uh, Bad Luck Fale. And hey, we'll get to like, we'll get to in the new new show yeah. like that mandate. Um, but yeah, so I think the another match that really stood out, I mean, all Kenny Omega. Well, so, oh, wait, let's, yeah, okay. Kenny Omega and Tomohiro and to- Ishii. And Tomohiro Ishii. But I want to go back to the, to the Yano match, which how, it was just pure comedy the entire time. It really it was shows good, effective comedy, like great timing. Like God bless Chase Owens, man. Yeah, um, there was a point where um, uh, was it Yano t- or taped Kenny Omega to one of the young lions. Yeah, I forgot his name. But uh, like yeah, then threw the young lion over the barricade. So it's like an anchor. Kenny had to bring him back in the ring. He had to actually like lift him up. Yeah, or, and then like, put him in the ring. 
And then um, Toriano took all the, the turnbuckle pads off and set them in the middle of the ring. This was before that spot, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then put them in the middle of the ring, suplex onto the, the padding. And then Kenny Omega sits up like, wait, what, what was that? Because, you know, like it felt like he was landing on uh, the you know, clouds. It's, or it's Kenny Omega showing off his DDT background. Yeah, absolutely. And you it know, was this is a man who wrestled an, an ele- like an eight year old girl. Yeah, it and, was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but the the end of the match, I think a lot of people did have a problem with it with Tama Tonga coming out and hitting. People the, were just groaning at the that gun point. Stunt. Yeah, because it happened before the match too. You know what I mean? Well, I guess they just they wanted. Well, I mean, I can I see I get why they would do that. They want to protect Kenny Omega, right? Because it had Kenny Omega win well, the match. Yano, had, Yano had to win the match. Yano had to win to because everything. if Omega because if Omega won, he, he would win won. the block, yeah, like automatically. And so I also I'm also not a really big fan of like just. I mean, of course, you ha- you have to make you have to plant that seed into the audience, but it kind of just telegraphs the finish by saying, "Oh, look, uh, Naito has to by winning against Sonata, like he'd have to pray for a draw against Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega." And um, I I kind of saw it as them telegraphing the finish. We don't know yet. Who knows mm-hmm. who like who actually wins that? Because whoever whoever wins the Ibushi uh, Omega match, they win the block. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. What if Kota Ibushi wins? Naito still has a chance of winning the block. Yeah, if he beats... No, if... If he he beats Zack Sabre Jr. and then it comes to a tie... I feel like countless wrestling podcasts have been, like, talking about... Oh, I know. That's why I don't want to really get into it. Yeah. Um, Let's not try to get into the logic of it, but then let's just, like, talk about what matches, like, really stood out. Kenny Omega Ishii. And Tomohiro Ishii. And Tomohiro Ishii, just in general... It looked like a dangerous match, though. I will say that. I mean, that's, it, it was rough. That's, it was rough and tough, and there was a lot of landing on that's their That's wrestling in its nature, though. Yeah, but dude, there was. A, I mean, like it, it is, but it isn't. Like these guys were. They're both on, fine. Like there needs right to now. be a good middle ground between that and Carmella and uh, and Charlotte on. Snapchat. Oh yes, you very know, much, very very comparable matches. I'm saying there needs yeah. to be a yeah, good yeah, yeah, yeah. a good middle ground is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Listen okay. to me. Okay. <laughs> I am louder now, but you can't hear that because you don't have headphones. Oh, you're you're louder, so therefore you're much more right. Uh, there you go. But um, so my I loved. Me. I really loved the uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Kenny Omega, and I just love Tomohiro Ishii. The first loss to Kenny Omega in this G1. Oh my god. Um. Uh, what Ishii. else? I mean, um, it's oh, it's only been it's only been since last week. I and you know, like. we'll have a full recap of the last three shows. We have three shows left. Uh, we're gonna have the full uh, hangover. A it G1 should be hangover like a, it should be posted on Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, we we'll scheduled it. it for Monday night. Yeah, Monday well, night just to be my, just to be on the safe side. Well, let's just say sometime Monday. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be reviewing the A block final, the B block, the B block final, and the final and the final final. final. Uh, but guys, I love saying that A block final, B block final, final final. Let's give you a rundown of the A block, the B block, who's left, who's eliminated. So you have three people on each side that are still in that are still eligible to win. You have uh, on the A block Hiroshi Tanahashi with fourteen points, Kazuchika Okada, uh, and Jay White both with twelve points. So I mean it could go either way. I'm I'm seeing Tanahashi winning the A block. Yeah. Who, who do you think's gonna take the A block? Tanahashi. Tanahashi, nice. Yeah. Um, the B block we also have three people left as well. We have with twelve points each Tetsuya Naito. And Kenny Omega, and we also have Kota Abushi with ten points. Um, you know, they're still, and I think uh, was Tetsuya Naito, or I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, again, I can. S- I, I see Tetsuya Naito winning. Yeah, I can see Tetsuya Naito winning, and why you think like there's gonna be like, so like they so the matches of like the matches Kenny Omega and Obuchi had, 
that sort of, they also kind of plant the seed of like some serious fuckery going around with the Tongans. Oh yeah, in that match for sure. I can and see, I can just, see it happening. Which I just feel like, you know, this I hope this Bullet was Club. my most anticipated match, but like out of all the G one. What I'm Ob- hoping Abushi and Omega, what you yeah, what Go is that ahead. Bullet Club comes out and kind of surrounds the ring like lumberjacks. <laughs> Not as like they're like young lions, but no, they protect the ring from the Tongans. Yeah, um, but then that just takes away from the focus. Then it's just gonna it's gonna be just gonna be about that rather than just this dream match that these guys never yeah, had, but that New Japan had, has never had before. Think about that. Bushi and Omega has ne- have never fought in a New Japan, right? But at the same time, probably like probably in a tag. Maybe. We're in this position. Yeah. We're all we're all gonna be thinking it's gonna happen either way. It'd be cool if it didn't, and it was just a straight up just. Well, a draw. it would be cool, but I don't think it's gonna. Happen. Well, actually, uh, yeah, you're right. It could be a draw, but I don't. I don't know. Like a Kamagoye, and then they just he just like Kamagoye V trigger at the same time. Oh God, their knees. Oh, hitting Watch each your other. knees. Be careful, guys. Ow, my knee. Uh, but yeah. So G one. Everyone know? else has been eliminated. You, yeah. What do you think of this G one, man? Had, this is my first full G1, so wow. So yeah, it's it's, it's good. been an incredible G1. It's, been, incredible uh, G1. it's been an incredible G1, but it ain't a perfect G1. You know, you got your Tamatanga just being Tamatanga. I like it again, uh, but then I also see it as like you got. Sometimes you just got to look at it like the bigger picture of it, and you see Tamatanga as an, as an extended break, also because it's it's no coincidence that Abushi and Omega both got a ta- Tamatanga and an, uh, an Ayano match. That gives them the re- the quote unquote rest that they need, rather than yeah. just having like a like a traditional not like not wrestling Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, I see Abushi winning the B block. Oh, Abushi! And I see Tanahashi winning the A block. Tanahashi Abushi, and I see Tanahashi winning the G one. Yeah, I think this is Tanahashi's last go as Ace yeah. of New Japan um, for Wrestle Kingdom. Too, the challenger usually loses too. So, but then I can also see Omega dropping it before the dome show for the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Oh man. Like I see him. I can see him dropping it to like Naito. Tamatanga. No, he's gonna drop. I can see him like dropping it to Naito, like in Kings of Pro Wrestling. Well, there are two people who have title shots now against Kenny Omega, Toriyano, Toriyano, and Tamagiri. Yeah, he can. He can do like defense matches, but like between that then. Between that time and... And he has to have a, a title defense against uh, Yano. Just because that would be just golden. It'd be fun. Golden, yeah. No, yeah, I'd would, I would be I'd be into it. Because Tano Toriyano, that dude... Give that guy give that guy a can of Coke for Toriyano. Don't give him the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Fuck it. Go all the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He comes out. He's trying to sell the title. He's like, you want it? You want it? Here we go. Y, T, R, uh yeah, so that was the B show, guys. That was uh, two right, or five. Let's pack our bags. We're NXT. going back to San Francisco, and we're back in San yeah, Francisco. Back. All right, guys. Uh, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, guys, Michael, pull out your phone. It's time for birthday segments of the day. God, it's only, it's a quarter to six, man. I know. Um, only one birthday today. We wish a happy twenty seventh birthday to one Alexis Kaufman, better known to the world of the WWE as Alexa Bliss. Rude. Rude, uh, but guys, you get it? Like she's into Regina George. Like that's her number one inspiration. That's how heels should be. I'm not going to be flashy. I'm going to just have, keep on having bad matches, and then I just do one thing, and then just win the match just for no apparent reason. Because you know, screw you, San Jose. Bailey's a chump. Hey, you know what? I'm glad I didn't get that sh- that Bailey shirt. Anyways, anyway, guys, for the B show, uh, happy birthday, Alexi. Happy birthday, Alexa. Bless for the B show. I'm Corey Smith. Alexa. You're not Alexa. 
I'm not Alexa, but I said Alexi. Okay. Let me just correct myself. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, for the City Wrestling Radio, for the B Show, I'm Corey Smith. Michael Vergara. And we will see you tomorrow with a new, new show. Take care. Bye.